Welcome to the Saul Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vedemonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And of course, we are going to discuss the final two episodes of Better Call Saul. The finale, of course, aired on Monday evening. I just finished watching it this morning, actually. Yeah. Uh, but first, Kenton, I have to compliment you on, on an excellent TikTok you posted this morning. Uh, it has more to do with Star Wars. We're going to yeah. start watching Obi-Wan on Friday, and you posted an Obi-Wan-related TikTok. I did. I just uh, carried my, my Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure uh, and it's the worst one, by the way, with, with the spring action legs for no apparent reason. So just to make sure you can't stand him up or seat him in a goddamn thing, he's got spring-loaded legs. And so I walked around the house with him and I did a parody of the Expedia commercial where he goes, stuff, we've all got stuff. And uh, um, I end with the uh, ironic look at my collection of Star Wars toys, which is nothing but stuff. Right. I love it. And... Uh, so, so uh, I think Ewan McGregor is working at cross purposes with his Expedia campaign and <laughs> and his role in Star Wars. Stop collecting stuff, everybody. Well, I feel yes, like Ben Kenobi this Friday. <laughs> I feel like the people at Expedia weren't talking to the people at Disney, and and they got their <laughs> their wires crossed there. Uh, but I wonder how much of your stuff specifically has Ewan's face on it. Right? <laughs> how much stuff do you have specifically oh, in your room? Because you fill a shelf a with it. Quite a bit, including I do have I have Padawan Ewan McGregor. I've got the six inch Ewan McGregor. I've got the three inch. I've got Attack of the Clones, Sith, Phantom Menace, Ewan McGregor's. Like, wow! Yeah, they made a bunch lots. of them. They made a yeah, lot. I got, and of course, yeah. And we're gonna get to see him again, another version of him again in in Obi Wan starting on Friday, and that's what we're gonna talk about on this podcast in the weeks ahead. But for today, we're gonna talk about Better Call Saul, which finished its first uh, seven episodes, and it was excellent. Of course, a lot to talk about. Of course, we're gonna need spoilers, so spoiler warning: if you haven't watched the last two episodes of Better Call Saul, we're gonna talk about everybody who died. People died. Um, we're at the mid season finale, we're but at the it mid-season wasn't. Finale. It wasn't supposed to be a mid-season finale. Did you see that? One I did not. Writers, one of the writers on the show tweeted, just keep this in mind. It is not, we did not plan it to be a mid-season finale. That's just the way it worked out. And I think it's because of Bob Odenkirk's uh, medical problem that he had. And so then they had to, so they finished a certain number of them and then had to take a hiatus and then um, complete it, apparently. And so it wasn't, uh, it played out like a mid-season finale, I have to say, with a cliffhanger and everything. Um, but it apparently that is not the case. That is not the intention uh, at the time of the writing of the episodes. To be so fair, I found that really interesting. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, every episode ends on a cliffhanger. So it's like they could yeah. have ended it anywhere and it would have been okay. But yeah, maybe. Um, I was thinking about that because there's a scene in which uh, he's doing a lot of running, like full on running um, as hard as you can. You know, that's as fast as Bob Odenkirk can run. And I'm like, was that what led to the heart attack? Was that it? Right. That's exactly the kind of behavior that could lead to it. In the New Mexican heat. Yeah. Which uh, would have been terrible. It's always terrible. Is it ever ever like a light breeze? I don't think so. (laughs) So it's probably, uh, wait a sec, did I say New Mexico? Yeah. New Mexico, right? Yeah. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Every time, every time I speak out loud on this podcast, uh, later on, I think about it. I'm like, wrong place. Oh, God. So New Mexico, right. So it's going to be hot. He was running. He had rubber gloves on, too, while he was running. Oh, yeah. Well, so, we're getting ahead of ourselves, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, but there you go. That's the recipe for a heat stroke, if not a stroke. Yeah. A stroke, uh, stroke. Now, this, this, of course, now, oh, now I'm going to get confused with the episode I just watched and the episode that I watched well, last week, as we I was going to say. I was going to say, we're going to do a 40-minute podcast, and really, 
it all leads up to this last episode. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what both of them are about. And I think we should just cut to the chase and get to the last episode. Okay. And just say, because there's there was two things in play. There's uh, Lalo running around, the, the cartel story. And then there's the legal story with Kim and Jimmy uh, punking Howard. Punking, oh, that's a... <laughs> That's a, a very light way to describe what they're doing, but punking well, Howard. Wow, yeah. It was more than Ashton Kutcher would have done. Let's put it that way. No kidding. So uh, why don't we talk about this last episode? I think there's lots to talk about in this last episode. I do too. I just want to see if anything happened quickly in the episode before that. I just want to see where we're at now. Episode 7. Uh, if, but, but while we're on this topic of, of mid-season finales, it's interesting because recently St- Stranger Things announced its release dates, and it's also got a big break in between, like yeah. a month between the first and second half of it or something like that. It's phase yeah. one, phase two. What are they calling it? I don't remember. Um, but it's basically Netflix's way of trying to like adapt to what is becoming a very successful release schedule just one week at a time, like we used to do it back in the day. Yeah. That's the way Disney Plus is doing it. That's the way Prime is doing it. Netflix is refusing to do that, and they are just like, digging in on hey but the problem is everyone binges it and then doesn't talk about it after that so everyone right. will love stranger things for the first weekend that it's out and then it'll go away like everything else does and yeah. Netflix doesn't want that so that's why they're doing that. and i think that's why amc is doing this as well unless i don't know what, what else was the reason for the break um well it was uh the medical issue oh sorry you just said that right didn't you right everyone, that well i think i think that was probably it i could be wrong but yeah, Maybe, that that yeah. contributed to it. I'm sure. Never mind. I just went on a big. Thing. Well, don't okay. forget. But also, don't forget that Breaking Bad was done. They remember they said our last season's coming up, and they broke right. it into two, and they they were a year apart. Right. Right. And right. it was just oh, it was so painful. It could just be network BS, is what it could be, right? Like it could just be the network. They're the yeah. ones, and the, and the network. It's funny that the writer said that because the network's the one saying all over the marketing of it, mid season yeah. finale, mid season finale, and the writers are like, no, it wasn't meant to be that. Stop calling it that. Okay. Well, there's also they they also had to make a decision, right, about where. Okay, we could have they could have paused it earlier. And then shown the rest of the episode. So, I mean, a decision had to come into play mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. So, um, the idea that we didn't, when we wrote it, we didn't plan it as the mid-season finale. All right, fair enough. But it works as a mid-season mm-hmm. finale. Yeah. So, in season, uh, episode six, right, the second to last was called Axe mm-hmm. and Grind. And it's yeah. basically Howard is getting information from his PI. Um uh, about Jimmy, who's got following Jimmy around. It's not his PI. Well, we learned that, yeah, this guy's working for... And honestly, I was yeah. a bit behind on stuff. Some of the stuff I was ahead of, some of the stuff I wasn't, and it took me a minute to clue into that being the same guy. I'm sorry that there's a lot of, no offense, bald guys with glasses out there, but it's just, you know... <laughs> I, I get confused when similar looking characters are on the screen and I just didn't well, clue into that right away. I got confused about something in the final episode that we'll talk okay. about when we okay. get there. So I think maybe we're both confused about something we didn't need to be confused. About. Right. And that happens in the show because <laughs> yes, you're not sure what details to pay attention to and what right. details aren't important. Right. There's a and lot of red herrings. Yes. Ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I do it constantly. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what else? And then Howard, um, so I'm just reading through the the um, summary here. Cliff invites Kim to Santa Fe. Oh, yeah. Kim has got this opportunity to, I don't know, pitch some kind of big thing. Like, like it seems to be, and we see a lot of background with Kim. We see also the opening with her and her mom, right, when she shoplifted. I don't know. That was like showing that she kind of comes from a life of crime, I guess, is what that's supposed to say. Yeah, that, um, I mean, we learn in the finale, uh, Howard puts puts it together and figures something out and so do we at the same time but the they they show 
um, in the past that she is it she shoplifts and her she's rewarded for the behavior right. from her mother. So it's in her DNA in some ways. Um, the earrings and necklace that she stole, she still wears. She still wears those earrings. Uh, I didn't notice that either. Actually. As an adult, yeah, she okay. still wears them. So there's so um, there's a lesson that she took from that experience that she um, that come come comes to bear with what she and Jimmy are up to. And and once again, the idea is more fully explored in the finale. And I think we get to the heart of what's going on. Why why are they doing this to Howard? Will we find out? Yeah, and that's really what this episode is. It's kind of setting up all the little pieces that happens in the yeah. finale. So we're seeing glimpses of this. He goes to the vet to get that, whatever that stuff is. And we don't know why he needs that. And then he goes to, they go and they shoot. Right. We get our favorite, my favorite, the film crew. I love these guys so much. We get a lot of them in the finale, but I love even in this one that we see um, them setting up to, we don't know, again, we don't know what he's doing. They're taking photos. They've got this guy looking like one of the other guys or something. We don't know who he's supposed to look like. But then it all comes together in the final episode um, when they, they're basically looking to stick it to Howard, right? Right? That's the thing. This has all come together so they can embarrass Howard in front of everybody at the day of the sign, uh, sandpaper settlement hearing. Uh, I when I when I watched that episode, by the time the finale played, I had a decent sense of how it was going to play out. I sort yeah. of already I, when I thought it through, I thought, yeah, the PI cannot be Howard's PI. I, I thought that's how. How do you poison? How do you? How do you? Uh, how do you um, poison? How do you, well, I guess they did poison Howard, but how do you poison him? Um, and I, then I thought, you know, soft drinks, and there was like sort of a hint of that <laughs> in the finale and some other things. But when it, when you really thought it through, you could figure out what they were going to do, though I, when they called into the meeting in the finale, I, I expected something different to happen there. Um, at the end of the second last episode, I believe that is, uh, that is the visual metaphor of Kim Breaking Bad. When she's on her way to she she all the forces of good she's on her way to the meeting and then uh, she does the U-turn and the the uh, she makes a 180 and decides to break bad mm -hmm. she decides that they need yeah because he gives now. her a note right he says no nope, we can we can regroup figure this out we can't um, do it the judge yeah. has a broken arm we can't do it yeah uh, that's right. and Sorry, she's like no we can do it we can it's gonna happen and yeah. she makes makes the U-turn and off she goes. And that's how that episode ends. But that's, I mean, you could call that Kim's Breaking Bad, I think, where she just goes all in. Yeah, for sure. And then that brings us into the the, the uh, last episode. And we start with, uh, I think uh, it's really a taste of my life as an instructor. Yeah. Uh, I just felt so... Uh, scene, I guess. I don't know how I'd say it, but this is kind of a part of what it is. This is explaining equipment to people and telling them to be careful with it. I do quite a bit of that. Uh, and also, uh, so we see, go ahead. You also mansplain the cameras, and yeah. then at the end, go, not the camera. This, this is for a tears. This is for you. <laughs> this camera. Are you very precious about your cameras? These guys. I mean, these characters. This film crew. I don't know their names, of course, but the three of them. And are just have just been so awesome throughout the series and i'm glad we had a lot of time with them in this episode because they're just my favorite part of better call saul and so we have this great they all come together they all and the, we got the one in the makeup girls in her dark crystal cosplay that was awesome i love the dark crystal nod um 
and and it was really kind of a cool way in which they all kind of came together. He has to talk the the shopping cart guy into getting in the car and like let's go, it's fracking or whatever. He gets to be motivated to do it. And he's doing his he's doing what he does best. He's Saul Goodman, right? He's doing the best Saul he can. And Kim's there helping him every step of the way. Kim is like right there with him. Now I think this is going to backfire. I don't know, but my prediction is while there's a there's a part of this where you see Kim run up, uh, they got all confused for a second, right, when they were shooting that sequence because they were rushing and they don't know what they're doing. And so there's a part which both um, Saul and the actor are looking at the camera, and Kim's running into the shot to tell them what to do, and the camera was still going. You still heard the snapping, and you heard the guy say, change film. I think that first roll of film is going to end up somewhere. Yeah, I thought, I actually thought that they were going to, that an element of the plan would go wrong. And at the time, I I was paying attention. The shoe was in the shot. Right. Her running up and back. And I thought, no, that's it. This is going to this. Or they're going to mix up the photos. They're going to develop the wrong photos. They're going to deliver the wrong. Oh, these are all just red herrings, aren't they? These are all just red herrings. Even the guy developing the film says, go away. It takes my masterwork to do it. And I thought he was going to screw it up. He's going to put the wrong photos in the envelope. And Jimmy wasn't going to check. That's what I thought. Because I, I, part of me still thinks an element of their plan maybe should have gone wrong. And I guess in a way it does, but uh, we'll talk about that more. Why? Why do you say that though? Because I think, um, I think the lesson for these two that needed to be learned, um, they did learn the lesson the hardest possible way at the end of the episode, but that I thought there would be an earlier lesson which would put Kim on the lamb, which would implicate Kim in some way. And the photo would have done that mm-hmm. or uh, where she would have to run or she would have to find an explanation. Probably she'd try to find some explanation. They try to explain it away somehow. Uh, but I expected an element of the plan to not go to plan. And the whole time I was had sort of was studying the details thinking it's not going to go right. It's going to go sideways because they're rushing. And speak, by the way, speaking of who is the real villain on Better Call Saul, uh, advertising and media production, <laughs> TV ads, billboard ads, and photography. Right. That's the right. real villain that facilitates well, all of their plan. The, the one thing that I think this that could still go wrong for, well, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about what happens at the end of the episode, but um, as far as Kim's concerned, I mean, she may have blown her chance with Ed Bagley Jr. and that whole thing, yeah. uh, given that she blew it off to do, go do this. But the other thing is that that could still come up at some point and then blow her chance with something going. Like, she seems to want, really want to do good, right? She she works to help people who can't afford lawyers. She's pro bono. She tries to be better. Like, we see examples, of that, and even in the second to last episode, we see that that argument she has about the traffic ticket or whatever, right? Where she helps yeah. that kid get off of that bullshit take pull being pulled over so she wants to do good in the world but she just i don't can't quite get there right she just can't keeps getting put it's like the it's like what's it get pulling me back in they keep pulling her back in yeah. and um and i think that sorry i lost my train of thought there for a second anyway you go ahead i, I thought lost what i was gonna say yeah um what part are we on here oh yes no yeah uh ed begley jr that yes, was the part that i wanted right. to mention her, yeah I, that'll get screwed up I thought that he was supposed to be at the meeting that she was driving to, but in fact, he was at the pitch. He was at the, uh, oh, yeah. the or at the at the mediation. And so I was, a, uh, now I don't know if that detail got, I got that detail confused. Maybe Ed Bagley Jr. just set up that meeting for her to go and pitch. But I thought I, that was the other thing I thought was going on that was nothing. 
<laughs> I thought that he, we were going to see him. Uh, where was she driving? Vegas, was it? Wherever somewhere she was close. driving. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere. Uh, I, no, no, I, it's Santa Fe, Santa Fe. All right, wherever she was driving, I thought we were going to see Ed Bagley sitting there looking disappointed, like, I can't understand why she didn't show up. But in fact, he was not there. He was at the, he was at the law office. Um, yeah. there for the presentation, or I guess the mediation, pardon me, it wasn't a presentation. Yeah, it was a mediation and a settlement. They're trying to right. settle that lawsuit, right? They're going to do yeah. more settlement. Now, uh, I have to say, while we're on the topic, Ed Bagley Jr. has just been amazing in this in this series. Yes. Like, just he's, like, let's, holy crap, I thought he was, I didn't know he was still around, and, like, we haven't seen him in years, and then he just kind of shows up and just kills it. On Subtle, understated performance. It's, yes, it's very good performance. Yeah, yeah. And, I and thought you just forget thing. about everything, like, because yeah. he was such a common face in the 80s and 90s, right? He was just yeah. everywhere, and it was a St. Saint, Elsewhere. St. Saint Elsewhere, right? yeah, right. Was great St. Elsewhere. Right, but but that was, like, so, and then, then you haven't seen him forever, but for him to kind of come around and just quietly play this, like, very normal, regular yeah. guy that all this shit keeps happening to, and it's funny because it all came together in a way that that I think Jimmy predicted in that it doesn't matter whether or not he believes that um, Howard is a drug addict or any of that stuff. It's it's already been, it's already out there. People will believe. It's the the reputation has been damaged. And the, yeah, the way it all comes together is brilliant. You're right. Something should have gone. Something more should have gone wrong. It's not realistic that it all would have gone. To, I guess the thing going wrong was the fact that he had a cast. I guess that's what they're saying was the thing that would go wrong, right? But there was but, so much last minute yeah. work. And Jimmy's not. And we know what that's like. We know what last detail. minute yes. light work is like, right? You're gonna make a mistake. And I kept waiting for what is this mistake going to be. What is it going to be? It's going to be something. It's not going to be perfect. And they're going to have to scramble. And I thought seeing them scramble was only fair. It could still end the same way. But but I thought that there, there should have been some indication that their planning was not what they thought it was. I think that would be that would be an ultimate lesson for them to learn. Um, and especially going into Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that um, you know we're never going to make this planning mistake again, or that kind of thing. But I guess we'll see. We we have to see where it goes before we know that. Yeah, but. we'll get to the final scene in a second. But the um, other side of the story, of course, is the uh, Lalo searching for um, yeah. Chicken Man, as they call him. <laughs> yeah, Gus. Gus, uh, who we didn't see in this episode, I don't think. Right? We didn't see him specifically, but we saw a lot um, of his operations. Did we see him? Good. Oh question. yeah, we did. Of course, he was at the school. I don't. I'm mixing. All right. Yeah, that's right. He was we at the did school the giving school, away right. some money to to kids. So right. I, you know what's interesting about this character is that like, does he really believe this, or is he just doing it to put on a show? Is he creating this persona of the successful businessman so to hide his meth uh, yeah. empire? Or is he doing the meth empire so he can be a great businessman? You don't know which is the most important thing to him. They I both think, seem equally important. I think. The um, I think the the reputation, like he cares about running the restaurant, but he cares about it in as much as he doesn't want to call attention to it. Right. And if he runs a tight ship, then um, then no one's going to worry about it, really. And so I think he cares about reputation only um, as far as it goes in terms of protecting his meth business. Mm, I think that's what I think that's what it's all about. So in the end, we find Lalo has tracked down the meth lab, the mother of all meth labs. Um, he has, uh, he's very, I mean, the opening shot of this episode was crazy. It's just like, it's just a street 
image and all of a sudden and it's the manhole cover just starts moving and it's like oh i didn't expect that to happen that's the last place i expected this somebody to come from so that was great and we find out he's been hiding out in the sewer um spying on the math lab and trying to figure out what's going on uh and such levels of paranoia like when he calls he's calling uh um hector salmanca his grandfather right to uh to tell him what's going on and just realizes as he's calling that, oh, shit, they're going to trace it. Like, ha- like of course, Fring has tapped the phone. But the, know, just I, that level of paranoia, like, I would never have thought of that. But these guys are, like, kind of upping each other in, as far as paranoia goes, right? Uh, here's the part that I found confusing twice. I was confused twice by Lalo's story. Um, the first time when he – so he goes into a sewer. Like, he's he's so committed that he'll <laughs> go into the sewer with his binocular, his binoculars, and uh, – um, so he set up a little lawn chair and <laughs> and I'll uh, look, watch through the grate. He had jugs of water down there. Did you see those big four yes. liter jugs of water? The first, or maybe it was, oh no, I guess you don't, I guess you can just pee when you're in a sewer. Pee when you're in a sewer, pee you wherever you The whole thing's a toilet. Um, <laughs> but he, he uh, just like the great outdoors, the whole thing's a toilet. Um, the first thing that confused me is when he looked out of the grate, I thought he was looking at the fast food restaurant. I did too. The first, Yes, that, that is a confusing shot. And I thought... I, I, thought I had to rewind and go, what was he looking yes, at? I didn't see it. Too. What was that? I don't even recognize those signs. Like, is this is the first time we've seen this from this angle? I don't know. See, I, yes, I think that was a little confusing because I thought, well, yeah, he's going to go to the chicken. Of course, that's where he's going to go to the chicken restaurant to trail, to tail Gus. But no, so, okay. And this is, by the way, this is a guy who goes to Germany to get all this intel. So he doesn't seem like he's somebody who would miss a detail. And um, so then we see him call and I didn't get the phone tracking thing. I did. Ultimately I got it, but I'm not, and I read some interview um, with a writer, producer, or director, something like that. One of them um, where the interviewer said, I didn't get that at first. And then the director was like, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I was really, really wanted to make sure people got that sort of thing, but I didn't at first. And I think it was a little bit confusing. I didn't get, and here's why I didn't get it. At first, so he, he hears something, hears the click on the phone, he hangs up the phone and he curses and he screams and yells and says, curse you chicken man. And he he's angry and then he calls again. And I, and I thought, why would you call again if you knew it's being tracked? And then it's like, oh, now he has to lie about what his plans are because now he knows they're listening. Mm-hmm. which is pretty important. Mm-hmm. But I did not, at the time, I, it confused me. I, yep. I, I, I missed that. I misunderstood what was going on there. And so I, it sort of, it sort of um, in a way, I thought that th- those two shots could have been, or those two, say, uh, one was a shot, the other was a little sequence. I yep. thought those could be a little clearer uh, for the purposes of having people understand what was going on. Well, maybe yeah, it's just me. No, but it's the thing. It's common for a show like this. Again, when you're thinking of all these details, you're not sure what to pay attention to and what not to. And so many things are happening. You lose that. You lose focus sometimes. And you're not sure what parts of the story are important. So I think that's kind of what's happening there. Um, so yeah. So so basically, he's tracked down, and he he lies and says, "I'm gonna." What does he say? He's gonna get a go surprise to Plan tonight. A. I'm gonna plan go to Plan A. He's a. gonna get a I'm surprise take- tonight. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. down uh, Gus. He, uh, he's not going to believe all the stuff that's going to rain down upon him, something like that, right? Right. And and uh, um, he's dinging his bell saying, no, 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 that's not good. I don't want that. Uh, did we ever hear them discuss plan A or is this something we don't know no, yet? I think he's, 
Um, I think he's he's desperately covering his tracks because he knows that he's being listened to. And so, so he just needs a story. He just needs a story. That's it. And he's going to give this guy the story, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, I just what thought of something. It doesn't matter if you don't get the phone tap thing because then we see Mike play it back for Gus. So we know that Gus knows. Like that kind of, then it all right. kind of clicks, right? That's when it's supposed to kind of click together. Yeah, but understanding Lalo's motivation is the part that you miss. Yeah, I guess. Eh? Like, why is he slamming yeah. the chair around? Why is he so upset? He's upset because right. Gus tapped his, his phone. The, the, the phone. But of course, like, why wouldn't he? Because Gus knows. He's upset. That's what it is. He's upset because he knows that Gus knows he's alive. Right. That's right, but there, and, but you can also can't have the exposition of somebody going, "Oh, he tapped the phone." Like it's it's, it's ridiculous to say. Oh, that out okay, loud so that's the you're... part you didn't get. That there was a phone tap. I thought there was he's being yeah. paranoid about it. I'm still, I thought he's sitting there on hold and waiting. He's going, "Oh shit, they probably tapped the phone." But I didn't no, think I, he was like he was sure of it. He seems so sure of it. I thought he was angry that they weren't putting him through. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought he was like, oh, wow, that's a big misinterpretation for sure. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was like, that son of a bitch um, has made it so I can't get in touch with him. Okay. That's That's, what I thought. That's what happens though. When you've got so many details flying around, that's, that's exactly the kind of things that can be misinterpreted. Okay, fair. There's one little other element that I wanted to point out. And that is, I was surprised by something else um, in the Howard storyline. And that is, okay, so it all goes to plan. It, it works like a charm. Everything that's supposed to happen happens. Um, and But then I didn't expect the part. I thought Howard would be unhinged uh, once he took the medication or whatever they gave him or might die. I thought he, Howard might drop dead from the medication. In the previous episode, we see him drinking herbal tea or whatever. And I thought the caffeine or whatever they've given him might kill him. Mm. I thought there was a bunch of stuff. But then I thought the old Howard lady was going to die for a second there. Howard, he t- Howard is, touches the Howard touches yeah. the wheelchair, and then she. I'm like, oh my god, she's going to get that on her skin, and she's going to die. Like this is what's flying through your head, right? Go ahead. Every, anything could happen, right? Yeah. Anything. And but then Howard is surprisingly coherent, and surprise, and he puts it together. He uh, figures it all out, and in a very coherent and persuadable way, explains to Ed Begley what happened. I thought it was a pretty good description. So just like the last minute running around, actually it worked out way better than I thought it would. Howard's explanation about how it all went down, I thought was also pretty good. I I did not expect that. I thought they were going to make him look um, crazy. But like I said, it doesn't matter. At this right. point, it doesn't matter. It's too late now. And, yeah. and, and then we get to see that later on when, when Howard shows up. And we see, of course, Kim and, right. and Jimmy celebrating. They're having sex while they're whatever. They're announcing the settlement. I didn't quite get that until the very end, too, that that was the ultimate motivation for all of it is just to get yes. the settlement faster. I thought I didn't get that that was why they were doing it. And there's something else, of course, but I think that was like one of the reasons was they just wanted the settlement, right? And all they did was listen in. I thought there was going to be more to it than that. Oh, with, no, they it, wanted the passcode. Yeah. So they were just listening in. But yes, we found out, why are you doing this to Howard? It's because they enjoy it. Or as Howard says, you get off on it. Right. Right? So um, that's that's why they're doing this, for no other reason. And I love that, I love that final monologue he has. Like, that's ex- like he's, he's right. Everything he says is right. Yeah. Like, it's all very, very petty stuff. None of it is is really valid. There's no real reason to do this to him. Um, we get to see, you know, a lot about his, learn a lot about his character just in the first few minutes of this episode when he's at home, when we learn his, his marriage is in shambles. He's been living in the guest house. Like, that's horrible. It's a horrible way to live, right? So you really feel for Howard in this episode. And then ultimately, it doesn't matter. 
Well, he when the, there's a knock at the door and uh, Kim and Jimmy are watching their classic uh, films. They love those and, classic uh, films. Yeah, they sure do. And they so he knocks. There's a knock at the door, and at that point, we know it could be Lalo, and we know that it could be Howard. And I, I even I said, didn't think it would be Lalo. I honestly didn't occur to me that it would be Lalo. I, I expected uh, it to be Howard. I said out loud, maybe it's both of them. <laughs> okay. So it occurred to me that they both could show up at the same time. I thought yeah. that, but I thought the order is pretty important, yeah. right? Like if yeah, Howard yeah, yeah. showed, if Howard, if Lalo shows up first, Howard might hear something and be able to stop it. Right. If Howard shows up first, which is what happened, then, uh-oh, then we're in trouble here. And so, of course, Howard shows up first. He gives them a big monologue about, um, he brings a bottle of wine for Jimmy because he said, we used to, I'm, your brother and I used to sit here when after a big win and we used to celebrate with a drink. And so it's your big celebration, Jimmy, here you go. But what I don't get is why. And it's quite a good speech and he figures it out. And when he tells them about his marital trouble and when he tells them about his depression, they kind of look at each other and feel bad. Mm-hmm. They feel bad for a moment. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. Even a moment, even a fleeting glance, they're not all in at this point on the ruse, although at first they are. Yeah. And I was really interested in hearing the rest of that conversation, but then Lala walks in. Yeah, then, and I love what they do with a candle, the, the breath of, of like the window, yeah. the door opening, opens the candle. So Lalo shows up and you really don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, it could go either way. We've yeah. seen him be both a psychotic killer. We've seen him be compassionate. He let uh, Werner's wife live. Right, so he doesn't kill everybody he comes across. So he doesn't necessarily need to kill Howard. There was no reason for him to. I didn't expect it. And Howard's uh, Howard's got a great line there. It's funny. It's very funny where he said uh, he goes. I just want to talk to my lawyers. He goes. I think you better get a better lawyer. <laughs> and and I, and I thought, okay, good, because I thought that that Lalo will go. Yeah, you are right, and he's going to let him go. Uh huh. That's what I thought. I thought he's going to let Howard go. But no, no, Howard just overstays his welcome. I think he, Howard could have got out of there. He could have, oh, yeah. he could have turned around and gone, I think he I, I've left. said what I yep. need to say goodbye. And what would Lalo care at that point? Everybody yep. knows what he looks like. It's not like you're trying to hide. You can't at that point. Everybody knows. But Lalo no, knows and, that he yeah. Lalo knows that he might die. He's leaving video messages yeah. to people like saying what he's doing. So so he's fully aware that he's out now and people know he's alive. So yeah, and so um. Uh, Lalo then uh, pulls out his gun, puts and slowly puts the silencer on the gun. And uh, by the way, the acting in Jimmy and Kim is great. Uh, I mean, among the actors is great when they're terrified when he walks in. And to Jimmy, Jimmy still doesn't know. Right. Kim never told him yep. that Lalo's alive. So to him, it's like a ghost walked in, and he's a terrified when that happens. And they actually and they want Howard to leave. And um, and Howard pays the ultimate price. He pull, holds the gun up to Howard's head, pulls the trigger, and it's bye-bye, Howard. And now Jimmy and Kim are connected to this corpse yep. in their sitting and, and, right and in Kim's apartment. And they caused his death. It is because of them, right. because of all this shit, because of everything they've done. It ends with the, their Mark dying. It's their fault yeah. he died, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's horrible. It's horrible. It's like just like I can't imagine the guilt they must feel. Right. And, and uh, we're going to see that. Um, I think so. The lawyer part of Better Call Saul is over, I think. Yeah. I think the law firm part, maybe 
maybe some some indication of Howard's funeral or something like that, maybe. But I think for the most part, the law storyline has uh, has left the building. And now it's going to be cartel and flash forwards to Gene. Yeah. And I think, I do think, given the number of episodes that are left, we will get at least one complete black and white episode of what Gene is up to. Yeah, I agree. I think that's true. Now, one quick thing. Uh, we're running out of time here. But I uh, one quick thing that crossed my mind as, uh, and you know, we see that, as part of the preparations, uh, Mike is pulling in. Um, we've skipped over this part, but he's keeping people on his family's house, right? He's he's watching. Is he keeping people or is he not? I don't remember what's going he, on there. He he make they make it clear um, that he's pulling people off of the lesser targets, right. To put them all on Gus, and that's why there's nobody at Jimmy's house, <laughs> right? But I thought they were going to pull from the other house. I thought they were pulling from his his. Uh, granddaughter and that kind of stuff um and i was worried that uh yeah. that he might take that uh all of my go take the girl because he said mike he walks out and you yeah. see mike in the thing he's like michael like he's gonna go after the little girl absolutely yeah. i thought that for sure but didn't happen or but it hasn't happened yet anyway we still still have a few episodes left i guess a kidnapping so, of some kind oh, man, Anything this is crazy possible, yeah. it's so stressful it's so intense i love it it is as good if not better yeah. than breaking bad and i'm looking forward to rewatching breaking bad when this is all over because i think this is going to have more meaning for all of all of it anyway go ahead before we call it a podcast i yeah. got to point out that um there was a little single still preview for after that which is not included in amc plus i understand mm. if you're watching on the video which uh, a black and white shot of Kim's apartment and a voiceover, which sounds like Jimmy, not like Gene, but I could be wrong saying, and after all that, a happy ending. That's the preview for the second, <laughs> the second half of the season. There's no way. There's no way there's a happy ending here. Or it's something like that. He says something to that effect. Well, that's, yeah. A happy ending for who really is the question. Or I a happy guess ending for Lalo? Yeah. A happy ending for Lalo means that they all no. die. <laughs> so No, no. That's not well, going to happen. But Gene, the, the question becomes Gene in the flash forward. Who is he going to meet? Kim, probably. Um, or Breaking Bad somehow. Uh, or uh, Walter and Jesse somehow need to play into this still. Um, so we're going to see something. We're going to see something. Um, and I think it's going to be um, whatever it will be. I think it's it's way harder to predict the flash forward than yeah. it was this last. Because it's all part. new. It's all new. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll wait and see. Of course, we have about a month. But in the meantime, we're going to watch Obi-Wan, which is starting oh, on yeah. Friday. Uh, so we're going to change the schedule. We're going to work out a bit of a, a different recording schedule. But we we'll, should hopefully have the episodes up closer to the airing of Obi-Wan. We're going to go for next Friday, right? We're going to try yeah. and do it next Friday. Yeah. And then see if we can get it up next Friday and then go from there. And then we'll uh, take a break for the summer. That sounds great. And one more question. Does mm. Kim, will Kim live or die? I think she in... dies. I honestly think she dies. You're going with that dead? Yeah. I'm going with a live. Okay. We'll see. I think, oh, I think there's, there's no way there's no way that Jimmy wouldn't be with her in Breaking Bad yeah. if she was still alive. But maybe she's right. Maybe she has to hide. Maybe she has to go into hiding or something or goes for to years. Prison. And then, they, yeah, like like Jimmy does. Like Jimmy goes yeah. to Cinnabon. She goes to another restaurant somewhere else in a different oh, yeah. city in middle America. Who she's knows? doing the same thing. She's doing her version of Gene in some other city. That, there could be a whole show. <laughs> All right. That's going to yeah. do it for this episode of Soul Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. That's all, folks.